Welcome back to Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. It's time for the NFL prop discussion as we pop on out to the KDOS hotline. Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network. Follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com. Uh, Brian, it's Bob and Kayla. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. Looking forward to diving into this. We were uh, been discussing it all day long that uh, there's tons of games to pick from because no teams in the NFL are on by. So hopefully we can find uh, some sort of edges here this week. Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. They are hosting the Ravens. It was truly a incredible performance from the Ravens last week. So the question is, has this offense figured itself out or did it just happen to be the perfect storm that snowballed for themselves last Sunday? The Cardinals were the only team to give up over 100 yards on the ground to one player last week. So how do we go about figuring out Gus Edwards running the ball? How about Lamar Jackson through the air? Is it back to Mark Andrews time for any time touchdown scorer? Yeah, I think it was both a mix of just the right game for the Ravens and also their offense is clicking. I mean, obviously the lines aren't that bad to get blown out like they did, but that was really just an incredible performance by the Ravens. And they usually perform a lot better in those spots as short favorites versus or short underdogs versus being heavy favorites. So and that with that in mind, the same time this Cardinals team, as you guys probably know, is kind of falling back to earth a little bit and their defense especially is one they could definitely throw on and the only thing that's really holding me back from wanting to take these overs for Lamar and their pass catchers is just that it could be a blowout potentially with that big point spread. But I don't think that's a bad play here considering the Cardinals defense has kind of been easy to attack in recent weeks, if uh, for lack of a better word. Okay, I want to start with the former Cardinal. Christian Kirk and the Jags are at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has been really bad against receivers to get yards after the catch. So how about any Kirk, uh, you know, you know lighting up the secondary possibilities in Pittsburgh? Yeah, for this one, the Steelers' defense has is really the only thing that's keeping them in games, that and luck. But there's always a way to attack them through the air. That's historically always kind of been the weakness of Steelers' defense. They're usually kind of built around their front sevens. And, Kirk's props right now, 55-and-a-half receiving yards. I mean, he still is Lawrence's favorite target, so it still doesn't look like the – the market's starting to catch up a little bit because his prop is definitely higher than Calvin Ridley's are this week, but they might not have caught up totally just to this point. I want to ask one more about this particular game. I mean, we saw Trevor Lawrence. Uh, there was questions about the knee injury. Then on a short week, he ends up playing and he runs and ends up being the leading rusher for the Jaguars against the Saints. It's currently sitting at 17 and a half yards against the Steelers team. So do we think that he is going to be asked and required to kind of scramble in certain situations uh, against that pass rush? Yeah, I don't know if he'll be asked to, but like you said, a lot of times when you're going at the pass rush like that, you're escaping the pocket and then you're making plays with, with your feet. So that's definitely a possibility there. And we definitely saw last week that he, contrary to the reports and what we believe going on a short week, he looked very healthy. And especially coming up a long week now, he's at 10 days of rest, that if you do think it's going to be in a situation where he's going to have to run, he's got to have to escape a pass rush like this and make plays on the run, then I wouldn't mind a flyer on that prop. It's actually gone up a yard, I see right now, at 18.5 with uh, Juice on the over, though. Weird schedule for the Jags. You mentioned they had the 10 days off, and now they have a bye after this game. So they don't play – they play like one game in yeah. like a you know, 15-day stretch or whatever it is. 
All right, Kansas City and Denver play for the second time in three weeks. Uh, the Chiefs just 19 points in that first game, but uh, you know they wasted scoring opportunities, red zone scoring opportunities, some strange play calls by Andy Reid in that game too. So I'm confused. Any suggestions how to tack this game, if, if at all? Yeah, I mean, from from my standpoint, it comes to Thursday night games. I don't take this them too seriously because you just never know on a short week and that's kind of might have been what hit hit the Chiefs last time but at the same time Broncos defense they have they've been playing better in recent weeks obviously they couldn't play any worse so maybe there could be some value on the zag on the zag on some of these uh Chiefs props but I think the biggest storyline here is whether Taylor Swift will be in attendance or not because I don't know if you guys saw the stats with for Kelsey with her in attendance versus her not in attendance that's if she's not going to be at a Mile High Stadium this Sunday, then take the under on Kelsey's props. <laughs> Brian Blue is Pro Football Network, PFNBetting.com here on KDOS AM 1060. I never realized both Bob and I would have to be Swifties, but maybe that's uh, something we're going to have to trend in that direction. Uh, the Eagles. Yeah. They were in a close contest with the Commanders just a few weeks ago. We have been successful with the A.J. Brown over his yards total the last couple of weeks, but it keeps creeping up here. Uh, So is it now to the point where we need to stay off of him? Do we then transition to looking at Dallas Goddard, who does seem to be getting some more targets in the last few weeks? His receptions prop is over under three and a half catches. Yeah, um, that's tough for me. I mean, I do put the Eagles to attack the secondary for the commanders in this one. That's just the way to attack this commander's defense. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of receivers have huge games against the commanders, just like Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown did a few weeks ago. And especially for this one, one kind of under-the-radar storyline the Eagles in recent weeks has that the ground game just really hasn't gotten anything going. The Dolphins really held DeAndre Swift in check last week up until he had a 22-yard run in the final drive of the game because – the Eagles have been missing their starting right guard for the past few weeks, and their front game has kind of fallen a bit as a result. And anytime the Eagles have a advantageous matchup through the air, they like to attack it. As the as you saw, they tried it a few weeks, a couple weeks ago with the Jets, and they're missing their top two cornerbacks. So I wouldn't expect it to be anything different here. And it's either you play the over for AJ Brown or you pass, just because he's just so dominant right now. Honestly, he might be playing the best football of any receiver at this point, including Tyree Kill. But if there's one receiver that could have a big day for the Eagles, then it, it might be a little bold of a pick because he hasn't really been involved in the offense in recent weeks. It's Devontae Smith. If he's, right now his prop is only at 49.5, which is the lowest I've seen in a very long time. And Devontae's had huge games against commanders in his short career. And if they're, if they're going to make a priority shut down A.J. Brown, then it could be a Devontae day. And he's also really good deep threat downfield, too, making contested catches. So you could pick up a lot of these yardage just on one catch. My fantasy needs uh, fantasy team needs a good Devonte day, uh, so I'm pulling for that. Same. All right, uh, C.J. Stroud. I don't know. You can't call it quite revenge mode, but he's going against um, sure the team that he thinks should have drafted him in Carolina because they were the first pick. However, uh, this is you know the Carolina defense and they're missing several starters. They haven't been real good lately anyway. Are the numbers with Stroud just too high to to jump on this though? No, I don't think they're too high. If you like it, have a big day. And like you said, there'll be some extra motivation going against the team that not only passed on to go number one, but picked his uh, friend. I guess I, I, you call him friend, but at the same time, they're big competitors, Stroud and Bryce Young. The same recruiting class from the same area in California. 
drafted the yeah. same year, two of the best quarterbacks in college. I think there's be extra motivation for both these quarterbacks to have big games, and they're both coming off a bye week too. So I'd like this spot for C.J. Stroud, and I even like it for Bryce Young to an extent as well. You know, interesting about uh, C.J. Stroud, I saw some connection with him and Nico Collins is like in the top 10 for them connecting up. I also kind of like uh, him connecting with Dalton Schultz. I mean, Dalton Schultz's number is only sitting at 35 and a half. Yeah, I mean, if he's got to throw to somebody, those are basically his two top targets. And Nico Collins is still falling under the radar quite a bit. His yards prop right now is just at 56 and a half. If the, he played on any other team besides Houston or maybe some other irrelevant teams. But if he was on a team that played on primetime more and he was a bigger name, I feel like that prop would be a whole lot higher. Brian Blue, Browns, Amar- go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to reset. Brian Blue is Pro Football okay. Network, pfnvetting.com here on KDOS AM 1060. Okay, sorry about that. Amari Cooper and P.J. Walker have uh, not exactly connected with frequency. Uh, are Cooper's numbers, uh, if you want to go under, or are they, you know, is this a justifiable idea on my point, on my part at this point? No, I think you're correct. I mean, for a couple of reasons. One, PJ Walker, when he's been playing, has been by far the worst starting quarterback in football this year. If you look at their pro football focus passing grades, he's the gap between him and next worst player is really big to say the least. It's kind of funny. We were going, I know talking about Mari Cooper, but I was looking at the player props for this game, and T.J. Walker's interceptions prop is at one and a half. That's almost always at half a one just yeah. to throw a pick. So they, you can't take it to not to, to throw one pick. You got to take you got to take him take two of anything. But uh, for this one, I don't really like the matchup for Mari Cooper going against the Devon Witherspoon has been one of the best quarterbacks in football this year, along with Tar- Tariq Woolen for the Seahawks. Feels like a bad matchup for the Browns. Seahawks have a really good pass rush too. P.J. Walker just so untrustworthy. And Amari Cooper is definitely one of those Jekyll and Hyde wide receivers. He either has a big day or you're sitting there in the third or fourth The Saints and the Colts here. Uh, Gardner Minshew, he's leading the way uh, since he's came in to be the starter with turnovers, whether it happens to be interceptions or fumbles. Derek Carr and the offense going through some tough times, uh, but the Colts' defense has given up a lot of yards. They're struggling, though, in the red zone, so they make some transition here to Taysom Hill. Do we look at Taysom Hill anytime touchdown scorer? Yeah, I mean, that's actually not offense has just been so bad especially when they get in the red zone and Derek Carr just is not a trustworthy guy in the area to say the least right now the anytime touchdown odds are uh, plus 330 so I definitely wouldn't mind a flyer on that because it feels like nobody else on this team could get into the end zone and the market really hasn't totally corrected it just because he doesn't have the same usage as guys like Alvin Kamara Okay, Austin Eckler. He's been beat up, and when he's actually played, he's had three explosive plays this season. Uh, have the odd, odds makers caught up on, uh, you know, maybe should we, we, can we still take advantage of some Eckler under props against a, a Bears run defense, which has been surprisingly pretty good? Yeah, I, at the same time, though, Eckler's been back for two weeks now, and they've gone against the Cowboys and the Chiefs, two of the best defenses in the NFL. So I would almost see this as like a buy-low spot for Eckler, if anything, going against uh, a Bears defense that might not be as bad as people might think, as you mentioned, but they're still nowhere close to the uh, Chiefs and the um, Cowboys. And Gamesford also could be in favor for the Chargers in this one as they're uh, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. But at the same time, anyone who's watched the Chargers in recent years knows that 
they never had a state league going to the fourth quarter ever. Brian Blue is Pro Football Network. Follow their work over at pfnbetting.com. He's here in the extra point on KDOS AM 1060. The Patriots are traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Injuries are definitely a concern for the Dolphins on the offensive line. And the first time these two played each other earlier this season, Tua was held to 249 yards passing. Does his number of 271 and a half seem too high? I think it does, honestly. I mean, you mentioned the offensive line issues for the Dolphins, but even though they're each expected to play, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Raheem Mostert are banged up this week. Like, that doesn't sound good, to say the least. And I know they usually beat up on these bad teams, and the Patriots are obviously a bad team, but the difference between the Patriots and the Panthers, the Giants, the Broncos, the Chargers is that Bill Belichick faced his defense twice last year and faced them earlier in the season, and I could see, even though they won't have Matthew Judon or Christian Gonzalez for this one like they did earlier in the season, the Patriots kind of held this Dolphins offense in check, relatively speaking, and Tyreek Hill didn't have a really big game. And we all know that Belichick, he likes to take away your best weapon and dare you to beat you in other ways. And if they can't get Mostert going on the ground, I'm not so sure they can beat them in those other ways offensively. And as a result, if two, we saw how Tua really struggles under pressure. I mean, he's he's a really accurate passer. He is, he's a great precision thrower he's, he could get a rhythm really well but he's not a great creator and throwing on the move and the Patriots get after him I feel like they have a tough day similar to last week against Philly uh, let me flip this to the other side of this game Ramondre Stevenson has been much more involved in the Patriots offense the last couple of weeks is it too bold to consider Stevenson over any numbers against the Miami defense which hasn't been great it definitely hasn't been great and that's why last week I liked the swift overs against uh the Dolphins' defense, which his his yards over lost by a yard, which was really unfortunate to say the least. But the only thing that gives me pause here with Stevenson is that the game script being a nine-and-a-half-point underdogs. But if you believe this to be a close game, if you think that the Patriots have the ball enough, then maybe their plan is to keep the ball away from the Dolphins' passing offense. And how do you do that? You move the ball through the ground, and they're certainly capable of doing that against the Dolphins' defense. Did the Vikings get themselves back on track? And many injuries now uh, sustained to that Green Bay secondary. So could that pave the way for Kirk Cousins to throw the ball? And has he found his new guy in Jordan Addison being a primary target? You know what? This this game scares me because it has all the makings of uh, buy low, buy low, sell high spot. You have the Vikings coming off their biggest win Monday Night Football against the 49ers, and you have the Packers coming off a loss to the Denver Broncos, but. It's a lot different beast to be playing at Lambeau Field versus at home with Minnesota having the, one of the best home field advantages in football. But you did mention the injuries for the Packers and how dreadful the uh, team they've been this year. And even without Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins still has a really good set of uh, playmakers around him. And Jordan Addison has looked phenomenal as a rookie. T.J. Hawkinson has been extremely steady as a tight end. And uh, Osborne even is a bad uh, depth piece of receiver, to say the least. So it really just depends. For me, I wouldn't be playing it for this one just because I don't want to be riding too high on Kirk Cousins coming off his best game of the season and a really inspiring win. But at the same time, I see the argument for it. Okay, last up for me, Tony Pollard has been bad the last two weeks. Doesn't have a rushing touchdown since week one in that Sunday night fiasco against the Giants. So uh, Pollard under props or is that you know, the train left the station too you know, long ago and I just missed out? No, I don't think you missed out because it's still relatively high at 68 and a half. I mean, 
he def I definitely expected bigger things from Powell this year to, to finally have, be the lead back as how talented he is. But the Cowboys offense just a whole has really underperformed without uh, Callum Moore and uh, Mike McCarthy going place. So if you think this game is going to be a little closer than the points where it indicates, I definitely wouldn't mind taking the under on Powell there while it's uh, still – not, I won't call it high, but it's not low. I don't think they've made much, too much of a correction just yet. Brian, before we let you go here, is there anything that you like that we haven't touched on? Anytime touchdown score, passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards? Yeah, well, I will say I was very proud of uh, one of my player props I gave out at pfmben.com last week. I gave out the under for B. John Robinson, and I didn't know that he had a headache and, uh, well, quote-unquote headache and wouldn't be playing in the game. So I'll take a W on that, though, but um, – I don't think I'm getting an opportunity like that this week. For uh, But for this week, I'm looking at uh, Brees Hall on the Jets. As we all know, he's one of the best running backs in football when he's healthy. He looks fully recovered from that ACL injury he had from last year, and it looks like they're starting to squeeze Dalvin Cook out of the offense. He's trying to talk to the coaching staff about uh, what his role is. He's looking to get a trade, and he just was among the least efficient backs in football this year, while Brees Hall is one of the most efficient backs. And with this Jets team, I don't really trust the the Giants have a good pass defense. They have a good pass rush, but they're not going to stop in the run. And for Brees Hall, 67 and a half seems relatively low. He's going to be the focal point of their offense. Well, Brian, in addition to your Bijan Robinson uh, play from last week, you also gave out De- DeAndre Swift, and it was the number of carries on the over, and you hit that too. So you're doing pretty good in our book. Yeah, I hit that, but um, I missed the boat on that number. So when I bet it, I got the, I did the over for rushing yards, which lost by one, unfortunately. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Well, as always, we greatly appreciate you taking time, joining us, and uh, have a fun Sunday with all these games ahead. Yeah, you guys as well. Take care. Once again, he is Brian Blue, is Pro Football Network, and follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com.